Hey, welcome back to the Hostile Environment Podcast. I am Jay, and I hope all is good with you out there. I'm fine, thanks for asking, and uh, here we go, episode number two. Going to be a little different than episode number one. In the first episode, I kind of gave you guys a peek into who I am, and uh, you know that way when I give my opinions and talk shit, uh, you kind of understand who I am and where I'm coming from. Uh, you know, I I, I got to be a little different than every other 8 billion podcasts that are out there. You know, there's celebrities and jerk-offs and social media influencers and, you know, everyone's got a story, everyone's got something. And so I wanted to give you mine right off the hop. So here we go. Uh, episode number two. Now I'm going balls to the wall and, uh, you know, I'm glad you guys are listening. So again, before we get started, just want to give you a quick rundown on my social media. On Facebook, you can find me. J-A-Y, last name C-O-W-A-L, pretty simple, pretty straightforward, at IG, J.Hostile, at Twitter, at podcast underscore hostile, and the email address, so hopefully you guys can answer or uh, ask a question and I can answer them on air sometime. And that address is J-A-Y.Hostile.Environment at gmail.com. Please download and subscribe at iTunes and Spotify to never miss an episode. So, cars guys, where do we stand? Are we new car or used car kind of people? Technically, I guess I would be a used car kind of guy. I bought in two. Um, I bought my first one in like 2003, 2004. It was a silver Pontiac Sunfire. Uh, I loved it. It was my first car. Uh, yes, it was called a Sunflower. And yes, people said it was a chick's car, but you know what? I wasn't taking the bus, and I wasn't hitting guys up for rides. So until it died on me, I was pretty goddamn thankful to have it. But once it started to go downhill a bit, uh, my wife and I went over to the Ford dealership and bought a brand new 2010 Black Ford Escape, which I still love and still drive to this day. Um, It's been through a shit ton. Uh, It's been um, really good to me. Uh, Thank God it has not conked out on me. But um, with over 300,000 kilometers, which it has, I figured maybe now was the time to start looking at getting another vehicle just in case. And, the, and my wife and I had made some dough um, moving from our previous house to this one. So I figured we have the money. Maybe now would be a good time. So we started to talk. And it was, that's all we were doing was talking. Um, we were going to go use. We were going to go new. We weren't sure. So my father-in-law was over for dinner. And of course, I got the... Well, you know, if you buy a new car, it loses all the value coming off the lot, da-da-da-da-da. And my wife listens to my father-in-law quite a bit, so I had the both of them tag-team me and say, you know, whatever you do, don't buy uh, another brand new car. So I started looking. I downloaded the, uh, the Auto Trader app. I was looking through every day, looking at different things, and I was at work, and sure enough, um, a BMW popped up that I was really, I really liked, and the price was really good. So I called the dealership, set up a test drive, without telling my wife, by the way. Went over there and uh, took a test drive, and I fell in love with it, like, immediately. Uh, price was good. Uh, everything was good about it. Uh, went back to the dealership, and the guy's like, you know, how did it feel? And I said, oh, man, it, you know, it, it felt fucking fantastic. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I said, you know what? I'll take it. Because in my head... Um, it was such a good deal that I didn't want to waste the time to ask my wife because it might be gone. So why would I take that chance? 
So I had to go home and tell my wife I had bought a BMW without asking her. Because in my fucking stupid head, I thought it would be like, surprise, I bought a BMW without consulting you. Oh, and it's coming on your birthday. And we can go to dinner in style now. Well, three guesses how that went over. Uh, I slept on the couch for 48 hours. So that's how that went over. But she did eventually get over that. And uh, so I was officially a BMW owner. And I put it in my garage. I drove it for, sorry, I drove it from September to December. So as soon as the snow hit, I put it in the garage because I wanted to protect it from these vile Canadian winters, which actually, this one wasn't bad. So I actually probably could have driven it all winter. But my plan was to run my Ford Escape into the ground because, like I said, 300,000 clicks on it. You know, if it died, no biggie. You know, park it at a Walmart parking lot, set it on fire, walk away, and start driving my BMW every day. That was my plan. It didn't work out. Uh, so I'm, I'm driving the Ford Escape right now, but yesterday with the sun out and being such a beautiful day, I figured I'd bring the Beamer out for a ride, take her for a car wash. So I pull out of the car wash, down goes the sunroof, down goes the windows, and all of a sudden, boom, check engine light comes on. Uh, I've been driving this car for two months and the check engine light comes on. So I was hoping maybe it was just a loose sensor or something along those lines and, you know, maybe it was just... You know, maybe it's a fluke. So as I'm driving down Kingston Road, all of a sudden it starts to kind of chug along. It's not, I can't accelerate. So I know there's, now there's a problem. Um, so I get to my mechanic and I said, hey man, like this is what's what's going on and this is the situation. And he says, oh, you brought a, a BMW. He goes, you know, that's called a bring my wallet, right? Uh, okay, whatever. So uh, he says, look, uh, truth be told, I can't, uh, I can't work on this car. Um, it's too complex. The computer systems are too complex. So your best bet is to get it over to the BMW dealership. And right off the bat, I was like, well, that means big money. Because everyone knows when you go to a dealership, that's when you really get fucking raped. But I had no choice. Um, so I got it towed to the dealership. First at the dealership, it's $190 just to walk in the door for them to look at it. Two hours later, uh, doesn't the guy call me and he says uh, a shitload of issues um, related to the computer and misfirings and all these other things. And I was walking my dog, so I didn't have a pen. I couldn't write anything down. And he was telling me so many different things that were wrong with it. And uh, the bottom line is at the end of the conversation was it was going to be five grand. So uh, right now the car is at the dealership and I'm debating on what to do. I'm, uh, I might be looking for someone else a little cheaper because the five grand sounds completely insane. So let me give a very special thank you to all those people, most importantly my father-in-law, who recommended that not only do I not buy a new car, but I not buy the extended warranty on a used car. Your advice has been very fucking helpful. So I got some uh, feedback regarding my first episode, and I'd like to say thank you to all those people who took the time to reach out, and uh, those who also said you enjoyed the show. So thank you very much, and I'm glad you did. But now that I'm on my second episode, i got to start bringing some content. And to do that, I have to do some research and some homework, because I don't want to bring up a topic and not be somewhat educated and sound like a complete dumbass. So sometimes when you're doing uh, research, it brings you to weird places. And sure enough, yesterday... My research brought me to Pornhub because there is no stone I will leave unturned or sacrifice I will make to bring you guys the very best show I can provide. So if sacrifices have to be made on Pornhub to do research for the show, I will take that hit. And I'm doing this research on Pornhub for the show, of course. 
and uh, I come across a video called Sandy isn't clowning around and there's a picture of some asshole in a clown wig with the big fucking red nose and the whole gimmick so I've got to click on it of course for the show and uh, sure enough isn't there a knockoff McDonald's clown laying the pipe to some girl and he's in his full clown getup and well minus pants of course but still rocking the red floppy shoes and beeping his fucking nose as he's doing his business. And if that's not the best part, when he's about to perform the money shot, he pulls out a seltzer bottle and sprays this girl in the face. So she gets soaked twice. So I'm going down a clown porn rabbit hole, for the show of course, and I find that there's a whole clown porn community. Now how fucking depraved and deranged are you to be uh, a... a to watch clown porn on a regular basis. And are you signing up for a clown porn newsletter? Uh, you know, are you getting updates, you know, when the latest clown porn video drops or uploaded or whatever it's called? Jesus fuck, man. Do you guys know, you know, do you guys know this was a thing? Did you know clown porn was a thing? I guess good old fashioned regular porn just can't do it for some people anymore. I don't understand it, but this is where we are at this point, I guess. Anyways, now, segueing out of clown porn, because that's easy enough to do, let's talk some hockey. You guys watching hockey? Are you guys watching our first place Toronto Maple Leafs? Lay the fucking smackdown on the rest of the Canadian division? Do you guys even give a fuck? Here's my question about the uh, non-COVID bubble hockey season that's going on right now. Is um, So, what, there's seven Canadian teams, and they're all playing each other over and over and over again until we get to the Final Four. So don't you think that playing the same teams over and over and over again is pretty much a recipe for a bloodbath, which I'm okay with because, yeah, watching hockey fights, if they're good tilts, man, uh, you know, they're nothing short of a beautiful thing. And no one really gets hurt all that often. So it's not about, you know, I mean, I, I get the concussion part of it and all that stuff. But, I mean, uh, watching a good hockey fight is good, just good old-time hockey in my opinion. But, hey, I know people disagree, so I get it. But, uh if the league's trying to get rid of fighting, uh, I think this is the exact opposite of what's going to happen, but it's good because it builds these crazy rivalries. But you get back to, uh, you know, the 56-game schedule, and you never play an American team. So if the Leafs do continue on this torrid pace, and they end up getting to the Final Four, uh, they could be facing, you know, Tampa Bay or Boston or, uh, you know, Colorado, whatever. The Leafs have never faced these guys before. So who do you bet on? I'm not talking about like wagering wise. I'm just talking about overall. Like, who who are you betting on? If you've never seen the Leafs play against a, a high caliber team, like even Pittsburgh, I know they're not having a great year, but they're still Sidney Crosby and they're still Malkin. Um, you know, even Vegas, uh, the Leafs haven't seen any of these guys. So how how are you supposed to gauge how good the Leafs really are right now? I know Matthews is lighting it up, and I know Marner's lighting it up, but look at Edmonton, Connor McDavid and Drysaitel are are what top one and two in scoring. Uh, sorry, in the top four for sure. Because I think Matthews and Marner both overtook them. But we shut them out twice last week and we beat them again last night. So sure, we're kicking the hell out of the Canadian teams. But what happens if we get to the Final Four and we run into our buddies, the Boston Bruins? Uh, they've put us out of the playoffs every year for, fuck, who knows? But they beat us all the time. And now we're going to get to them and we're going to have no, no uh, game plan against them because we haven't seen them, we haven't played them. Uh, what happens if we run into Tampa Bay in the Stanley Cup? You know, I mean, hopefully we, we get that far. And hopefully if we get that far, hopefully, we, you know, we win the Cup. But then that brings another scenario on the table. What happens if we do win the Cup? And do we get a parade? 
uh, do we get anything? I mean, I don't think COVID's going to be gone by then. So do we get a, a socially distanced parade? Or do we get some horseshit Zoom call like the Lakers did? Or, you know, I, I, fuck, man. If the Leafs win the cup, people are going to burn this city to the ground. They're going to make what happened back in Vancouver when the Team Canada won the gold. They're going to make that look pathetic. Uh, we're going to destroy this city. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a weird situation. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure the American teams are having the exact same outlook on this as we are. But, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, I saw the other day that they're already talking about the trade deadline. And it feels like the NHL season just started and they're already talking about the deadline approaching. So, yeah, that's where we're at with hockey. I mean, I don't know if you guys are even watching. I don't know if you guys are Leaf fans. I don't even know if you guys give a fuck. So I've talked cars. I've talked hockey. I've talked clown porn. Uh, I teased all this yesterday on a video that I put out on Instagram. Uh, but now I'd like to introduce uh, what's going to be a recurring segment on this podcast. And it's called Headlines You Find on Your Phone That You'll Never See on TV. Because basically I'm surfing social media for outlandish, crazy, stupid headlines or stories that you'd never see on the regular news, but you will find on your phone while you're taking a shit. So here's my first headline. And this is these are all legit. Japan asks China to stop using anal COVID-19 test swabs on its citizens. So yes, anal COVID test swabs are a thing. I had no fucking idea. I do know that nobody is sticking a giant Q-tip up my ass unless I'm getting a check or it's for foreplay. It's just that simple. All right, moving on to the next headline. A Toronto listing on Realtor.ca depicting a dilapidated-looking garage for the price of $729,000 has drawn outrage. It's literally a garage located at 951 Greenwood Avenue, near Salmon Avenue, and the property taxes are a whopping $2,644.69. Guys, is this where we are at as a society now? I mean, if you look at the picture, and I'll post it on my Instagram later, but if you look at the picture, it's literally a fucking garage at the end of a driveway. Uh, and it, it, it's fucking insane. The whole real estate market in general is fucking insane. So I guess it's par for the course. Anyways, those are two news headlines that you'll find on your phone that you'll never see on TV. Oh, I keep forgetting. I, uh, I borrowed my uh, this laptop from my daughter when I first decided to do this podcast. Uh, until I can get my own shit together. And... Uh, Every time it goes to sleep, it, it locks, and uh, the picture, when it locks, is a picture of uh, her and her friend, and her friend's boobs are sitting on the lock screen, and I just, I, I don't need to see this, so, mental note, uh, get lock change, uh, or lock screen picture changed fucking immediately, so I don't have to stare at this. Ugh. Anyways, uh, so here's a question, guys. Uh, uh, have you guys found yourself being so bored or in, in quarantine or lockdown or whatever that you're uh, buying yourself cameos from D-list celebrities yet? I uh, I brought my friend Derek uh, three cameos for his 40th birthday in August. I got him a WWE wrestler Kurt Angle, uh, the singer Lisa Loeb, and the coach from the Netflix show Last Chance U, Jason Brown. Um, I think it cost me all in all around 250 US, but it was worth it because he loved them. But uh, since I, I I signed up for that, I did that. I get these daily emails from them uh, saying who's new to Cameo and this celebrity just dropped their Cameo price. A lot of prices are pretty reasonable, 
but uh, some are really fucking ridiculous. Like the, um, the Soup Nazi from uh, Seinfeld, 80 bucks. So 80 bucks for the Soup Nazi to say, uh, no cameo for you, or like whatever, I don't know. 80 bucks seems a little weird for him. I wouldn't pay 80 bucks for him. Um, Floyd Mayweather, $999. So 1000 bucks for a guy who just made $10 million to fight Conor McGregor like two years ago. This, so this guy needs a thousand dollars that badly that like, what's he gonna say that's gonna make it worth a thousand dollars? GSP, one of the best UFO fighters of all time, he's four hundred bucks, and his cameo is like literally fifteen seconds long, and because of his accent, you can't even understand half of what the fucking guy is saying. But so yeah, four hundred bucks for GSP. Uh, can't see that happening. Uh, Carlton, uh, the the brother from the or sorry, uh, the Fresh Prince guy, the Carlton Banks. 250 bucks, and he's not even going to dance. So, okay, sounds a little odd. Um, but the, the if you want to have some fun, and this is where it could get interesting, is if you're really fucking bored, surf the D-list, like really bottom of the barrel, the people who like you've never heard of, and why, why, or uh, people who've fallen from grace, and you know they really need the money, so it's like 25 bucks. So there's mil- hundreds of celebrities on there. Uh, I went through a couple uh, really low-end ones. Uh, and by low rent, I mean like really pathetic. Uh, someone named D.D. Sorvino is uh, a dollar. She's apparently a Canadian actress with her own podcast, and she's also a stand-up comedian. So if you have a dollar American to spend and you want her to give you or your friends a shout-out, there you go. Uh, Southside Jake is apparently a rapper, and he's a whopping $7. So Canadian, that's what, eight fifty. So for eight fifty Canadian... You can get Southside Jake to uh, rap you and your friends a little something. Uh, I'm pretty sure, well, when I did it for Derek, um, they give you like 160 characters or something. And basically just, you know, something uh, kind of like a how to say, what to say sort of thing. Happy birthday and da da da. But I'm pretty sure you can get them to say whatever the fuck you want as long as you're paying them. I mean, uh, so anyway, that's that. So if you have some pocket money and you're bored to tears or you want to play a joke on somebody and you got nothing better to do, Surf cameo, um, you'll be you'll be flabbergasted at some of the people who are still relevant, like Carrot Top and uh, fuck, I don't know who else, but there's there's a bunch of people. Alyssa Milano, my my heartthrob, she's on there. So uh, and, um, talking about quarantine, by the way. Um, so as for TV shows, because I know everyone's binge watching everything that there is to watch. So I don't know if you guys have found any crazy new shows, but I found one that I just wanted to mention. Other than Superman, which I mentioned last show, which already got picked up for season two, and it's only two episodes in, so I nailed that one. Uh, they haven't canceled Batwoman yet, though, so I'm really, I'm, I'm really crossing my fingers that they're going to can that show. Um, but I found this show on Netflix called Animal Kingdom. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, um, but um, as soon as it starts, uh, it's fucked because the the song that plays is is really like really evil and and kind of weird but the show itself is pretty entertaining i mean the the characters are they're all scumbags uh the the grandmother's a scumbag the the boys are the scumbags the whole show is based on on just people doing horrible things robberies and drugs and a lot of sex a lot of a lot of sex in this show which is kind of surprising like it seems like every episode there's at least two scenes where people are going at it um, but, but it's a show that I'd recommend. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I think it's, uh, four seasons. I'm on season three now. Uh, pretty good. Uh, so, so if you're looking for something to watch, I recommend that it's, it's kind of similar to, um, a Sons of Anarchy, 
but a lot more, a lot more evil. Uh, Sons of Anarchy, uh, I don't know if you guys watched that one, but Jax Teller, the main guy who my wife's in love with still to this day, um, he was a bad guy, but he had a heart. And he would do bad things, but he was very intelligent, and he wasn't a bad person. He just did bad things because he was biker, and you know, what, that's what bikers do. Uh, in this show, there really is no redeeming qualities to any of the characters. Uh, it, they're all scumbags. So, uh, yeah, check it out if you're looking for something to watch. Not too bad. I actually, I, I found it randomly because some dude who follows me on Twitter um, was listing off all these crazy shows. So that's basically what I've been doing is anyone who lists anything like that, I'll write the list down and uh, check it out. And uh, yeah, so that was one of them. But uh, so anyways, Twitter, uh, speaking of Twitter, a couple weeks ago, before I just uh, started this podcast, obviously, um, I was kicked off Twitter. I was banned from Twitter for a week. Uh, I, uh, it was a kind of a shock to me cause I didn't think what I said was all that, um, hurtful, but apparently it was someone reported me and Twitter advised me that I was banned for a week. Um, it's the second time I've been banned. The first time I don't even remember what I did, but it was for like 48 hours. And so you can still go on Twitter and you can still read everything, but you can't actually tweet, which before I did this podcast, I rarely did. Uh, I just, it's kind of not my thing. I, I usually just use Twitter to pass the time on the bus or, you know, waiting in a, a doctor's wait or waiting room or, you know, something like that. But so, um, so yeah, so uh, I was kicked off Twitter and the reason I was kicked off Twitter was because I was watching a video of a woman and apparently she's a TikTok sensation or some horse shit. I don't know. TikTok is the devil. I, I refuse to download that. Um, it's one of the only social media outlets that I will not be going on. I think it's stupid, but uh, nevertheless, uh, a lot of the TikTok videos are on Twitter. So um, I did watch this video on Twitter, and it was a woman who was making an entire uh, nachos, like like the the, the beans and um, sour cream and the guacamole and everything. Uh, she she was making them directly on her counter, so no plates, no nothing. It was literally on the counter. So she's pouring all the stuff out of the cans and she's chopping up all the vegetables and blah, 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 whatever. Anyway, she makes this big giant nacho thing directly on her counter. Um, she's mixing everything in with her hands, which is disgusting because then she's touching her faucets and the fridge and a couple of the, the knives. And so she's just, it, the whole fucking thing was a disaster. It was a mess. And then she takes the bag of nacho chips and she breaks it all apart and, and, and crumples it all up in, into crumbs and then sprinkles it over the top and mixes it all together with her hands. So it's one big pile of fucking sludge and it looks disgusting. So all I wrote was, holy shit, this woman takes white trash to a whole new level. That's it. I called her white trash, but that was enough to get me barred off Twitter for, for, uh, for it was a week. I was barred off Twitter for a week for that little comment. So it goes to show you how, uh, how sensitive people are nowadays, I guess. Uh, I, I mean, I didn't think calling someone white trash was that offensive. I mean, someone called me white trash, it'd roll off my back, but I guess that's just me. I don't know. Uh, so anyways, uh, let's jump back to sports. I know I touched on hockey a little earlier, but there are other sports out there. Um, that, like I said in the first podcast, I'm a pretty huge Jays fan. I have been for a really long time. I used to go down and get autographs with my friend Nick and Lindsay. We used to go down to the Sky Dome and wait for the players to uh, leave after the game or come into the Sky Dome before the game, and they would stop and sign autographs before they went downstairs into the parking garage. We did the same thing at Maple Leaf Gardens. You know, the players have to get into the building, so you just wait there until the players arrive, 
in hockey. It was around 4.30 they would start coming into Maple Leaf Gardens back in the day. So uh, that's where I met my idol, Steve Eiserman. Uh, I got his autograph and a whole bunch of other hockey players and such. But yeah, so the Blue Jays, uh, you know, they've been in my heart forever. Um, I've been a boatload of games. Um, you know, I'm not saying I'm a season ticket holder by any means, but uh, I'm a huge Jays guy. So in case you haven't heard, uh, our superstar, our, our, our rising superstar, Vladimir Guerrero, Jero, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., says that he lost 42 pounds in the offseason. So this is a guy that's known for his power. So if, if you lose 42 pounds, doesn't that take away some of your power? I, I mean, that's all he's got. I mean, he's a decent hitter, but he's a, he's a power guy. So I'm just hoping that by losing 42 pounds, it's not going to take away from his home run totals because he's not stealing any bases. Um, he's not an average hitter, uh, hitting for av batting average sort of thing. So um, yeah, it kind of worries me. I mean, I, didn't, I want him to lose weight, of course. I want to be healthy, but uh, 42 pounds seems like quite a bet. Um, and what are you guys? What are you guys feeling about uh, George Springer coming over from the cheating Houston Astros? And this guy was on everyone's list. Like almost every team in baseball wanted this guy, and somehow the Jays landed him. And we're not exactly known for for signing free agents, and no one really wants to come to Toronto, unfortunately. Or the the players hate playing in the in the Rogers Center. I hate calling it the Rogers Center. It's always going to be the Sky Dome for me. But. Yeah, we, we don't get free agents. So the fact and we, we got the that Ryu pitcher last year as a free agent and now Springer. So I I actually hated on uh, Shapiro and, and Atkins for the job they were doing at first. But lately, I got to say, I mean, um, they've surprised me. And maybe the Jays can make some noise. Um, the AL East is awfully weak. Um, as far as like Boston, they're kind of going down. They keep trading away all their superstars for some fucking reason. The Tampa Bay Rays... I don't know how these guys win baseball games. I, I, I can't name more than five players on their whole team, and yet they made it to the World Series last year, and every year since... They've always been competitive. In the last like six years, they've always been competitive in the AL East, and they've always taken it to the Jays for some reason. I don't know. We have bad luck against them, but then we kicked the hell out of Baltimore. Um, but who uh, the Yankees, obviously, are... are the odds-on favorite to win the AL East, as usual, because they're huge pocketbooks. They've got you know, almost every single guy they've got as a superstar on their team. I fucking hate the Yankees. I'm so sick of their shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've got all these young guys. Bichette and Biggio and now Vlad and Springer. I mean, we got a lot of good young guys. Uh, our pitching staff isn't exactly where I'd like it to be. Ideally, I would really like one more stud uh, starter but right now obviously that's not in the cards hopefully uh, some of our guys from uh, down in the minor league system can make the jump and uh, Foley and guys like this that can really be uh, can really cement the rotation uh, I'd, I think if we're going to make a move it's got to be now because the Yankees even though they do have a lot of superstars they are not the powerhouse that everyone believes that they are so, you know, a guy like Giancarlo Stanton, he sucked since he got to the Yankees. Aaron Judge, this guy's injury prone. It sucks. Like, the guy's a superstar, but he can't stay healthy. And their pitching staff at the Yankees is not all that great. So I'm, I, I think the Jays can make some noise. Uh, I think the cards have to fall in the right direction between COVID um, and, and injuries. I think if we can avoid both of those, and hopefully the Yankees get a boatload of those, I think we can come out of the AL East. So uh, 
but what we do have to hope is that uh, those young guys who were good last year, like Vlad, like Biggio, like Bichette, we have to hope that they don't hit the sophomore slump. Uh, if, if they regress at all, um, and then you know we're going to fall back, and that's when even a team like Boston can could take us down, which is um, you know kind of depressing to think about, but it is what it is. Uh, oh fuck! I just remembered that I'm in two fantasy baseball leagues this year. Um, yeah, one, one I've been in for I'm going to say it's got to be over ten years now. I think I've been in it, and uh, I'm shit. Uh, I've always been shit. The best I've ever come in is fourth, and there's 12 teams, so I'm usually down near the bottom. And I just got a, a message from a guy the other day who's in the same fantasy league as me, and he wanted to know if I wanted to join another fantasy league, because obviously I'm an easy mark, because I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, so I joined that fantasy league. It's only 50 bucks, and it's a total redraft sort of thing. Uh, but I'm sure I'll be shit, because I'm shit in the other league, and I'll be shit in this league. But especially during COVID, there's nothing, there's fuck all to do, there's nothing to do. So I might as well join another fucking fantasy league and throw money in the sewer. Why not? But I better get a goddamn baseball magazine because these drafts are coming up quick. I didn't even write the draft date down. So that's, uh, that's encouraging that I have no idea when I'm drafting. I forgot about that. So anyways, enough about baseball. Uh, we can jump to the NFL, uh, my favorite sport. Um, you know, I don't have to reiterate who my favorite team is, <laughs> the Super Bowl champs. Uh, let's talk a little Dak Prescott, uh, the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, who uh, apparently wants to be the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Uh, yeah, that, I, if you think you misheard, you did not. That's exactly what he's, his agent said. or Anyways, it, it got leaked that he wants to be the second highest quarter, paid quarterback behind Patrick Mahomes. This guy has got some nuts. Let me say that. He's got some balls. I got a fucking, like, I respect him for having the balls or his agent for having the balls, but dude, like seriously, like he's asking to be paid more than Aaron Rodgers, who just won the MVP. And I understand Aaron Rodgers signed a contract, uh, what, two years ago, I think, last season or the season before. So you can't, obviously, it doesn't work like, oh, he gets more, so I get more. And I, I get it. He signed a contract. But for him to have the fucking stones to say that he wants to be paid over $40 million a season, and he's won one playoff game. One. He's lost two, and he's won one. The Dallas Cowboys are shit. They're going to be shit for a long time because they overpaid all these fucking guys, especially Zeke Elliott, who apparently is just trash now. And with one playoff win under your belt, you want to go and say that I want to be paid almost as much as a guy who's won an MVP in the Super Bowl? Over $40 million? Are you fucking high? Are you seriously thinking this? And, and just the way sports is going, I wouldn't even doubt if he got it. Because if, if Dallas franchise tags him, which is the scenario right now, it's either franchise tag him or he's a free agent, then he's already getting paid, I want to say that's around 36, 33, somewhere around that million dollars. So, I mean, the, the Cowboys are fucked either way. They either pay him for, for one year as a franchise or they sign him to a deal with over $40 million, which is the only way he's going to sign. So... I mean, fuck the Cowboys at the end of the day, but that, that just blows me away that, that Dak Prescott could ask for that kind of dough with no stats, no Super Bowl, no MVP, one playoff win, two playoff losses, and he got injured last year, which obviously wasn't his fault, but it's not like last year was any help to his, his cause. Uh, so moving on from Dak, James Conner, the only running back who the Pittsburgh Steelers have, is apparently going to be released uh, very shortly. 
the Steelers just signed Big Ben today. He restructured his contract because he was going to get cut because he was making, I want to say, $37 million. And Pittsburgh it was way, way above the salary cap. So they were going to cut Ben. And he restructured his deal uh, before they did that so that he could play one more year in Pittsburgh because he thinks they have a chance to win. Uh, without a running back, I don't know how you're going to do that. His wide receivers, Juju Smith-Schuster, who was, uh, when, when Antonio Brown was there, was a stud. And as soon as that scumbag Antonio Brown left, Juju's shit. And all he does is he causes trouble. Last year, he, he, he almost caused um, a couple of fights during the games because he was doing stupid shit. And he's not producing. So, I, I don't understand. Okay, fine. Moving on from him. Um, you got that Canadian kid. I can't remember his name, but he's a wide receiver. He had like three monster games in a row, like just absolute monster games. And then the last couple games in the season when they needed him, he disappeared. Whether that's Big Ben because he can't throw it on the field anymore because of all his injuries, or maybe this guy was, you know, they were, they were paying attention to him a little bit better and, and putting better coverage on him. Whatever the case was, uh, he disappeared and Juju disappeared. The running game was never there all year, and now the only guy they have, who isn't even that good, by the way, James Conner, is about to be cut. So it looks like Pittsburgh's fucked, so I don't know why Big Ben would sign on, because they don't have enough money to bring anybody in, and they're cutting players that they need. So And, and Ben comes back, so I don't know. Pittsburgh seems to be a bit of a mess, and it looks like Cleveland's on the up, so it looks like they're, you know, Pittsburgh's fucked. Uh, Golden Tate, the wide receiver from the Giants, he was cut yesterday. Guy was a superstar in Detroit, uh, goes to Seattle, or was he the way around? I think he was in Seattle first. No, he was, yeah, yeah, he was in Seattle first, sorry. And he got uh, released because he tried to plow Russell Wilson's wife. And then he goes to Detroit, where he was really good, and then signs with the Giants with, in a monster deal, signs with the Giants, uh, plays a year and a bit, and they cut him. And that's pretty much the only wide receiver they had who was decent. Um, they got one young kid. He's pretty good. Um, and Ster- uh, Sterling, uh, what's his name? Sterling something. He's he's decent. But, uh, you know, the Giants are a year away from being a year away from winning anything. So there's the, there's football news. That's all I got right now as far as the NFL goes. But I miss it already. Um, I want to say there's around 240-something days before kickoff. And I'm already hyped, especially because... My guys will be defending Super Bowl champions. Gotta love that. Uh, let's talk a little UFC, shall we? Um, I don't know how many people still watch the UFC. Not many, I don't think. But um, if you remember Alistair Overeem and Junior Dos Santos, they were both cut yesterday by the UFC. Uh, both huge guys. I mean, it's pretty surprising. that They were big money draws for a long time. Uh, but not anymore. And, and Daniel White just, just cut them. Uh, Alistair Overeem, I mean, if you've seen this guy, I mean, Jesus Christ, he, he, he looks like he was chiseled out of stone, uh, especially back in the day when he was hardcore on the roids, when he fought Brock Lesnar, if you look at his body when he fought Brock, he looked just ridiculous, like he was just a monster, um, and Junior Dos Santos, uh, apparently one of the UFC nice guys, uh, you know, super, super nice guy, very respectful and, and a great fighter, uh, great stand-up game, he, um, uh, amazing hands, guy can really box. Uh, but he's lost a couple of fights, so I, I kind of see why they cut him. Uh, he's getting up there in age, so I kind of get that, but both still kind of shocking because they're both still names, and they both still draw money, but uh, yeah, they're gone. 
Um, John Jones, uh, who moved up, who vacated his title without losing because he went undefeated, uh, said he was moving up to heavyweight. It seems like 10 years ago he's been moved up to heavyweight. Um, and still no word on who he's fighting, when he's fighting, what what um, um, what way he's going to fight at. Because I, I, I don't know if he's going to fight at heavyweight. I mean, apparently he wants to fight uh, Stipe Miocic for his title. Uh, hasn't earned a fucking thing as far as the heavyweights go for so for him to jump right to the to the top of the food chain right to the you know the front of the line that uh, seems a little uh a little out of place but you know it would be huge money and of course that's what rules the world with Dana White because I mean John Jones this guy's had so many fucking chances with the UFC um between uh, apparently running from a steroid test and hiding under a UFC ring an octagon for for hours until this drug guy uh drug tester left uh, he hid because he was going to test positive. Um, he, you know, how many fights has he tested positive at already? Uh, he had to cancel two Cormier fights because of drugs. He's been arrested multiple times, drinking and driving, cocaine. He hit a pregnant lady in a car, in his car, and then he fucking left the car, ran away, came back uh, before the cops got to the car, came back and grabbed uh, a bag of drugs and some cash and apparently possibly a firearm and took off into the bushes. Uh, yeah, this guy's done all these things and somehow still is a multimillionaire and still fights for the UFC and still gets title shots and, and, and that's the John Jones story, right? Like, and, and, and he just keeps getting let off and let off and let off. And what kind of example is this set for anybody? Oh, as long as you make money, the, the fucking world is yours. You know, like, uh, Conor McGregor, look at this scumbag and his dirty, dirty whiskey. I mean, this guy, I don't know. Don't even start on Conor McGregor. Yes, he's a great fighter, but you know the video of him punching the old guy in the bar. I mean, I understand if Conor really punched this guy in the bar, the guy would have been out cold. I get that, but at the same time, you're a, a martial artist. So for you to punch an older man, and I want to say this guy was in his fifties, maybe even sixties, and for Conor McGregor to have to punch him in a bar, I mean, yeah, okay, you're Irish, you drink, I get it. You're an alcoholic because you're Irish, I get it. But still, I mean, there's draw a line somewhere, right? Not to mention, apparently he's um, touched a bunch of women when he wasn't supposed to. Uh, you know, what happened to this? He pays all these women off. Uh, a couple of different women have come forward and said that he did. He he was very inappropriate with them. And you know, I was waiting for him to you know finally face the music to this shit, and it, they just kind of disappeared. And yet he still fights in the UFC, still has big giant yachts, and you know the rich get richer, and then. And whatever. Um, but, I mean, speaking of the UFC, I mean, do you remember when the UFC was, like, on fire? Like, I'm talking, like, top of the food chain, like, top of the game. Like, I want to say about not even 15 years ago. Um, every fighter w was a stud. Every fighter had a story. Every fighter was some kind of character. Uh, Chuck Liddell, who was my fight, my favorite. Um, you know, he, he, look at him. You just look at that guy and you're like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not fighting that fucking guy. Like, no, 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 no thanks. You see him at a bar, I'll, I'll buy him a drink just so he won't fucking stare at me. Because you just know if you stare back at him, he, he's going to cold cock you. Uh, so, yeah, George St. Pierre, um, Matt Hughes, Leota Machida, Randy Couture, Anderson Silva, and, of course, my favorite of all time, Brock Lesnar. Now, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, I know, Brock Lesnar, steroids, I get it. Brock Lesnar, WWE, I get it. But do not put anything past that guy. I mean, yeah, he was a wrestler. But dude, I mean, he 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 kicked the shit out of Randy Couture. He was a heavyweight champ, 
And the, the guy is a freak of nature as an athlete. So, yeah, I am a Brock Lesnar guy. Um, it is what it is. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Um, but it just seems like the UFC is not as hot anymore. Um, it doesn't seem like, like even when... Okay, so there was a big fight coming up with uh, Adesanya. He's fighting. He's putting his title on the line against that uh, that Polish dude who's also a champion. And that's going to be a good card. That's going to be a huge fight. And that's going to be a good card because uh, Amanda Nunes is on it, and she's the best female fighter of all time. I'd love her to smash Ronda Rousey, but she's never coming back. So um, yeah, so but yeah, I mean that was my point, anyways. That the UFC. I mean, I remember when you know bars like people were spilling out of bars uh, because you know like the fight was over, sixty people run out to light up a smoke, and it would be like puff, 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 flick, because the last thing you wanted to do was come back in and either your seat was taken or another fight had started because almost every fight was huge. Um, you know, even with the Diaz brothers, I mean, obviously the older one, Nick, but I mean, just, I, I miss those days. Uh, just like I miss the days of going to watch wrestling at bars. Um, you know, my, my friends and I for years and years and years, I want to say it's got to be going on 20 years now. We used to be able to go to bars, all of us, there was about 15 to 20 of us, we would go to a bar, uh, in January for the Royal Rumble right around my birthday. And we would have uh, a Royal Rumble pool where you just drew a random number and everyone put in some dough. And if your number was the wrestler who won the Royal Rumble, you win the pot. Uh, we had some years where there wasn't enough people, uh, who showed up for, uh, out of our friends. So we would just walk up to random strangers in the bar and ask them if they wanted in the pool. But uh, it got to the point where bars weren't showing them anymore. And now it's gotten to the point where they're not showing anything at, at, anymore. But uh, those, those days of uh, watching wrestling, uh, watching UFCs at bars, fuck now because of COVID, even just going to a bar. I mean, I drive bars all the time and they're ghost town. It's like the old west. You know, no one's coming in. No one's going out. The lights are off. Big signs out there that say, you know, Uber Eats and skip the dishes and such. But uh yeah, I mean, apparently things are opening up. Um, I mean, I know here in Durham, um, we can go to restaurants, but you can only have 10 people in there, and you can't have more than three people at a table, and the next table has to be 10 feet apart. Uh, it's it's it, it's getting to the point now where it's super frustrating. I mean, it must be more frustrating for um, anybody else who's in Toronto or Mississauga or Peel, because I know you guys are still on hardcore lockdown, so... The thought of even 10 people going to a restaurant must be uh, uh, a, 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 a shining light for you guys. But I haven't even tried to go to a restaurant since this uh, last lockdown has been lifted because it's just not worth it. I, it's kind of like a cock tease. I, I don't want to go there and say, oh, finally I'm at a bar again and then see like eight other people and everyone's wearing masks. And um, I know my daughter went to Niagara Falls with a bunch of her friends about three months ago when lockdown was in effect. I told her not to go. I said, no, everything's locked down. I don't know why you're going, but no, um, whatever. Her and her friends took off to Niagara, and sure enough, um, every fucking bar was closed. And uh, Or sorry, no, no. It wasn't in lockdown. It was uh, where they are now. So we're in gray or whatever it is. So you could go to uh, the restaurant. So they went to uh, Eastside Mario's or something like that. Oh, Boston Pizza. They went to Boston Pizza, and uh, they would only let 10 people in at a time. And they were a group of six or seven and they had to sit at separate tables and they were like 15 feet apart from each other. So they were literally screaming at each other or probably texting or Instagramming each other. But to talk, to have actual conversation, they had to speak over uh, another table of people, uh, their friends. So, um, 
yeah, it's just it's getting to the point now where I'll take anything. I just I just want some sort of normalcy again, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not I'm speaking for everybody. I get it. Everyone's feeling the same way, but this is what it is. Uh, we're getting closer. Apparently, Durham's going to go into the next phase of um, you know uh, lock un un lockdown, which is I think it's orange. And Toronto is apparently, I from what I'm reading, uh, they're thinking about still keeping the lockdown or going into gray. I, I mean, I, I can't even keep up with the shit anymore, but I do know that businesses need to open, man. Like, some of these people are starving. Like, these businesses are, like, we've already lost a couple in Pickering. Um, we lost our Pickering flea market. We lost national sports. Uh, no Toronto, uh, or, or, or sorry, in, in our Pickering mall, it's, it's pff, a bunch of places have gone under. In Toronto, I'm guessing it's going to be the same thing. Mississauga, Peel. I know Barry just had an emergency lockdown. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, I'm, enough of that negative shit. Uh, anyways, I think I'm going to. Uh, I think I'm going to wrap this up. Um, like I, I'm very. Uh, I'm very happy that um, you guys have decided to to uh, download my podcast. Uh, I don't know if it's just friends and family at this point. I'm. I'm hoping it's not, but. It, anyone who has listened to this and is continuing to listen, I really do appreciate it. And um, if you want to reach out and just, you know, like I had a guy reach out today named Eric who said he, he listened and, and he enjoyed it. So thank you, Eric. And thank you to the few people who gave me a little bit of constructive criticism, which is all right. I can take it. Um, I'm, you know, I'm two shows in. So, um, you know, uh, I'm going to get better and I'm going to bring more entertainment and more shit. And, um, I got a couple other things I'm thinking about that are on the table. I just want to see how this shakes out. So, um, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will see you on Monday for the third episode of the hostile environment podcast.